Happy Tuesday to you. This is Untapped Potential for today, Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Yes, so it is great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio with your host, Dr. Simone Matthew. It is great to be back on your radio. As you know, this is where we come each and every Tuesday to get powered up, to get energized for the week ahead. We enjoy a great conversation. Uh, we enjoy a tip of the week, some good music, and we simply remind ourselves of the important life goals that we ought to be working on and how do we remain consistent. So again, welcome to the program. It is great to be back on your radio for another episode of Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. I hope that the weather is beautiful in your area, as always, and I hope that you're taking the opportunity to enjoy the beautiful spring weather, especially if you live here in the U.S., Canada, and even in Europe. So again, wherever you're listening from, Dominica, the Caribbean, or the rest of the world, welcome to Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. We have another great one hour of programming for you today. Our interview is going to be with Mr. Paul Barron, which, as we mentioned last week, is someone who is very passionate about youth uh, development. He's passionate about the fact that, that, that there is such a lack of opportunity for youth employment in Dominica that he stopped by our Facebook Live program about maybe two weeks ago to tell us all about his concerns with regards to youth unemployment. So we will play a portion of his interview from our Facebook Live program. And then don't forget, you can always listen to the entire interview on our YouTube channel that is Push Past 10 on YouTube. So again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 on both YouTube and Facebook for all our interviews that we have conducted as well. So come on in um, and let us enjoy this time together. And don't forget to stay tuned till after the interview for our tip of the week, as well as our featured video on pushpast10.com. So as we get started, I wanted to bring you this brand new music from the original King Dice. So if you're from Dominica, you know that our nine-time Calypso King is named the King Dice. But before him, back in the 60s, 
we also had another Calypsonian named Dice and he won the Calypso crown. So he as well is King Dice. So he wanted to stop by to tell us about a brand new project that he launched. And I will bring you the interview um, sometime, maybe next week or some other time. But he wanted to stop by to tell us about his brand new project. Yes, at 84, he has launched a brand new project and he wanted to tell us all about it. So I will bring you his interview at a later date. But for now, I wanted you to enjoy some of his music. And this one is called Your Belly A Grow. Leave me out of it. I don't know anything about what he's talking about. But this one is called uh, Her Belly A Grow. So enjoy this one. And of course, we always start the program on a note of gratitude. So what are you grateful for uh, this week? As for me, I am grateful that this weekend, my husband was finally off. He usually works um, his regular job and then he also picks up some additional shifts at a, hus a hospital in Dublin, Georgia. So I'm grateful that he was finally off last weekend so we can enjoy some family time and also that I could finally go for my Saturday run and Saturday morning. So what are you grateful for? Remember to always find something to be grateful for because that is how we stay motivated. That is how we keep our spirits uplifted. So remember to always find something to be grateful for. So enjoy this number, enjoy this run from the original King Dice and then stay tuned as we go right into our Facebook Live pre-recorded interview with Mr. Paul
for such a fame Claudette says she feeling shame Soon or late will be in pain So the song went on They gone with the same refrain Talk is You belly a grow You belly a grow Why do you belly a grow Your mommy ain't know you belly a grow Boom 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 Sing the song children they fish a man out of your line Properly damage your frontage Now you barely a group Mommy ain't no expense for so Shaman out of your line Properly damage your frontage Now you barely a go Mommy ain't no expense for so Hi, good evening, Simone, and good evening to your listenership. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be here. I want to thank you first for providing me the opportunity and the platform by which we can discuss an issue which is very current um, in terms of our own country and in fact the region and the world by extension so I'm, I'm very pleased to be here today yes and you know we've done it we did a previous interview where you told us everything about who you are and some of the roles you've played in the past and what i will do i will just go ahead and post it in the comment section so that when this particular interview is over our viewers can go back and listen to that previous interview and just get a better sense of who you are. But let us go ahead and get started with the conversation by you just telling us what are you witnessing on the ground with regards to our young people? All right, good evening again. Uh, as many Dominicans know me, I've been at the forefront of uh, youth development, both at the community and national level for some time now. And most of, in fact, all my roles have placed me in a, a position whereby I could uh, observe and come to understand some of the challenges that we're experiencing, most of which was ex was seen in firsthand when I was the president of the National Youth Council of Dominica. What I can say is that Dominica's youth are faced with a particular challenge, and it is also important to understand that we have a very big youthful population. Uh, the UNICEF puts our youthful population between the ages of uh, 15 to 19 at 11,600. But obviously there's a lot more persons uh, maturing to the age 35, whereby the official youth age ends. The challenge, or rather the issue which confronts us most in Dominica is unemployment. And I've made known that to our uh, Dominican public in the past, and I'll continue to do so. What we have is that we have an over-demand or a very high demand uh, of young persons seeking employment and a very, very little supply. And in that case, the underdeveloped private sector is unable to fully uh, sort of absorb the, the talent base that we have. And that continues to be a challenge. Of course, if you have an, a young individual being unemployed, it also means that the number of social issues can arise out of their unemployment. In most cases, crime, violence, teenage pregnancies and the likes. There, there, there are some efforts to address the youth unemployment, but it has not been significant enough uh, to bring forward a sort of remedy in the, solution, the, the problems uh, that we're experiencing. Um, the problem of youth employment did not begin, uh, and, or rather it didn't start overnight, and uh, the World Bank, UNICEF have been 
monitoring that for some time now. And I must say, the statistics is very alarming. For example, the World Bank put our unemployment rate at about 27.8%, whereas UNICEF puts it at almost 40%. So that, that is rather frightening. It means that one in four uh, young persons are unemployed. Now, unemployment means that you must actively be seeking employment. In the absence of an agency or uh, organization to properly track and monitor unemployment, we as leaders and also policyholders at, at, at large rather cannot fully come to understand and grab the, term, grab the terms of how and, and the extent to which persons are unemployed. Uh, the, the reports also seeks to highlight that in most cases, uh, because there has been a, a heavy focus on academics and training persons in that particular regard, it means that persons are, less and less persons are involved in vocational skills training, which is in that case provides a more lucrative uh, opportunity to work. Yeah, thank you for that. So um, thank you for that, Paul. And I think the conversation is off to a great start. Let us say good evening to everyone who's joining us on Facebook already. We have Saren, Saren John Charles, Royston Francis, Gary John, great to see you. Moody Davis, uh, Iman Rose. So please go ahead and share the live. Let everyone know that we are here for this very important conversation. And we also want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your recommended recommendations. Maybe there is something that you're doing in your particular area of the world that may help with the unemployment rates in Dominica. So this is what this forum is all about. It is about exchanging ideas. And yes, we may not have a national policy with regards to employing our young people, but what, as, what can we as individuals do to um, fill that gap, to fill that vacuum where there's not a national employment program? Well, unless if you consider NEP, <laughs> right, Paul? Well, so let's, you know, the NEP is one. Well, I'm happy you asked because I actually just contributed to an article on DNO, which highlights some of the issues confronting young persons. And the, the NEP uh, program, in, in, in the way it was created, as it rightly indicates, is provision of internship for individuals seeking employment. Uh, the expectations is that uh, the private sector would absorb the individuals or the public sector would absorb them. But it is at a, a point at which it is a recurring, uh, quite a recurring expenditure. It's almost mm -hmm. uh, an aspect of social insurance, if you want to consider it. Although the intentions was to uh, provide individuals with job relevant skills uh, in order to advance within the, the public or private sector. But again, as I mentioned, the idea that the private sector is so underdeveloped, meaning very few companies uh, in terms of entrepreneurship and small businesses and startups, not not existing or not being created in, in a pace which would allow for them or these interns to be absorbed. Uh, one of the major concerns about the National Employment Program is that it does not provide an opportunity for much longer term employment, hence the reason uh, rather thus meaning that individuals are unable to benefit from any serious employment uh, uh, benefits like retirement and the likes. And, and it is unfortunate enough that it does not provide you with sort of the credibility to seek financial assistance from the relevant commercial uh, banks and credit unions. So as much as the arrangement was, uh, the intentions of the program uh, was good uh, from the onset, it is really defeating the purpose. And it is, mm -hmm. it is to a lesser extent creating a, a cycle of poverty. 
If right, right. Honest. Because for those who are less familiar, because, you know, we have non-Dominicans who watch our programs as well. So the idea was to create a, a national internship program where Precisely. our young people would be outsourced to different businesses with the idea, as in many internship programs around the world, that they would gain employment from those businesses. But because, as Paul is saying, our, our private there are right. really not that opportunities for the young people to then move into full-time employment where exactly. they will get other benefits. So the NEP does not provide benefits. For example, you can't go to the loan and get to the no, bank. And, and, that, get a loan. and that is rather unfortunate because uh, persons, unfortunate. On, persons on the program are, have been there for many years now. The program, if I'm not mistaken, was started anywhere from 2013. And, and because of that, uh, it, the, lingering, the lingering effects would mean that persons would be would be repeatedly contracted to work but at the same time having certain needs and not being able to capitalize those needs provides a, a, a really uh, dull opportunity for them if you ask me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and pam is already jumping in on the conversation she says unfortunately i can't watch all of this live as it is after midnight in the uk pam we oh, certainly sorry. Understand. but <laughs> you, you can know you can always chime in after <laughs> You can always come back and watch the program. So thank you for joining us, Pam. Imperative to encourage development of the private sector. Yeah. She is so right. That is where it starts. So yeah. let's say good evening to Evangelist Princess Sherman Christopher, Shari Bryant, Dion Filbert, Clint Peters, Cyrus Regis, Nelly Flowers, Miguel. So thank you, guys. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to share the live as we're as well. having this this very important conversation. So Paul, go ahead. What else are you noticing? Because what are the implications of all this unemployment that we see in our young people in Dominica? Well, it, there are two sides to, to that coin. Uh, unemployment creates not only income poverty, but it also creeps in in regards to your whole self-worth, the psychology, mental health as well, and increased levels of stress and frustration. So while we're seeking to address the, uh, or rather create opportunities, young persons are without the doubt having an extremely hard time in, in respect to their families and their communities. And most of, the, most of that you see spilling out into the wider community in terms of the increase in crime, uh, narcotics and, and teenage pregnancy and the like. So what in economics is considered in that case, uh, not just only a ripple, but the multiplier effect of not being able to employ these individuals mean that they become a problem for the larger society. And in just recently, I was making a comment, the, the, the way the system is organized essentially is not the problem. The problem really is at the level of the policymakers and, and, and the ability to sort of create the enabling environment whereby persons can be gainfully employed. And the buck really just stops there. So, I mean, it doesn't take much to notice the Dominican economy. The businesses that we see have been existing for over 100 years or almost in most cases. They have been there, but there's only so much they can do. And in less than favorable economic uh, environments, they will not be motivated to expand. And that is really where the challenge is. So well, not just, that, not just that, Paul, but also we see many of um, those businesses essentially are closing as well. Uh, I think you're, you're stuck for a minute. So let's give you a couple of seconds because I know the Internet in Dominica yeah. is not the so most give, reliable. Again, the challenges of small island development. That's states. okay. We're gonna work. We're gonna work through it, Paul. And, we're and gonna please, work through please, it. Please, please forgive me. It, I have yes. no control over that. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, right. At least it's only a few seconds. Yes. 
Go ahead. As I was indicating, the the private sector in an environment which is not conducive enough for expansion will not expand. You have to understand businesses get into businesses not just to solve problems but also to 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 make a profit. Right. And and they will do so. Now the wage bill or the employ the, the employees they have is a recurring expenditures and it's a heavy heavy expenditure. In most cases, as we've seen post-pandemic and even pre-pandemic, uh, from the economic shocks from uh, the Hurricane Maria and, 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 and Erica, and also the financial crisis, means that uh, companies will always try to trim the fat, so to speak. So what we have also uh, notably is that on an annual basis, a lot of persons, because of the introduction of uh uh, secondary education, universal secretary, sec, secondary, pardon me, and also the increase in uh, tertiary education in terms of government scholarships and the like. Many persons are being trained. So the question is that not that persons do not want to begin fully employment. They are making the sacrifices, whether in part or whole, to begin fully employed. But in returning to Dominica, uh, for the case of those overseas or for those who are on island and coming out of the school system, may not be able to get a job in fact right, the because, because it always it always baffles me you know we stress so much the importance of education and i'm a huge fan of education i'm sure you know that but i always it's. think well where do dominican young people get employment i keep hearing about nep i keep hearing about claire harbor but right. you know where are the jobs in dominica i'm always um, baffled by that and the other thing that comes to mind paul is we recently had this legislation where I think it was two ounces of marijuana or something has wow. been yeah. has been um, uh, legalized in Dominica. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of how all that just comes together to create a, a less than favorable society. Yeah, well, the question of, of, of the legalization or decriminalization of marijuana is something that is ongoing in Dominica and the Caribbean by extension. But... It has to be noted that there are many economic benefits that can be derived from the legalization or decriminalization. But recreational use of marijuana in an, in an economy which with very employment can only mean problems for us, if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. Because in most cases, that is where young people sort of gravitate towards to let go steam or, or the frustration that, they, that they're currently experiencing. So that really has to be monitored very closely and and. And, and really assess against our economy. Now, as you were speaking, I was thinking just now, uh, Dominica, I have been monitoring the economics of Dominica. I'm also a student of economics. And mm -hmm. what, what I have come to note is that we are essentially a retail economy. And by retail, it's a mere buy and sell. As you can see in terms of the retail stores, anywhere from lumber uh, to common grocery or, or department store merchandises. What we would need to do to address fundamentally our unemployment issue is to become producers. Mm -hmm. Because by becoming producers, it means that we can get involved in the creation and setting up of processing plants and the likes. Uh, we can get our young persons actively involved in that process. And it will create a huge sort of like a, a vault whereby more, more young persons can get, be gainfully employed, especially in, uh, for example, the productive sectors. It is also important to note, and I must stress, Dominican young persons are extremely talented. Absolutely. And many of them have very, very wonderful ideas of which they would like to set up enterprises and in turn create employment for others. 
So even the whole question of support for entrepreneurship has to be underscored. Uh, if we get more young persons, uh, some of which are already doing well to do better and to create an avenue for new uh, entrepreneurs to enter the, the, the private sector, then we can already begin to address some of the problems. As I indicated, the, world, the, uh, the UNICEF puts our youth, uh, I, call, I consider that as prime youth. It's uh, 11,600 uh, based on the last uh, um, census that was created. Uh, so it, it, it is not... It is not a sizable amount of persons. However, the, the, the rates of unemployment in that, uh, excuse me, in that uh, strata or subcategory of the population is extremely alarming. And if I must note, it's 40%. So that can That's well imagine. Yeah, it's very frightening. I, when I was reading the report, I, I, for me, I, it, was, it was really frightening to know that uh, so many persons, uh, based on the numbers, are, are unemployed. Uh, if you take a stroll along the street, you can see it on the blocks and the street avenues around, around, around the communities. You can get a sense that people are not actively involved in the economy. Uh, but entrepreneurship, small business development, productive sectors, uh, even the whole question of a person's intellectual property in terms of music, art and the likes. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and shy away from the fact that we have not gone anywhere. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat anything to sort of please anyone. Right. If you use Dominica and you measure it against some of the, the, other, the other islands, you will know that we have not got anything. Mm -hmm. I'll use a very classic example. For example, in, in wanting to meet with you tonight, I sat in my room and I was considering where in my district I could go and sit and have a conversation with you. And that is non-existent. It wow. means that there are certain facilities there's certain uh, sort of uh, amenities that is necessary for young persons because while we are young, we are also prone uh, to a lot of distractions. But if we concentrate on uh, uh, all the energies of young persons and we are able to harness it, it then we will have less and less problems in. in, in, in and and you know, and you know, Paul, that brings to mind a very important point that you mentioned that is there was no place you could go with re in, in of reliable internet. Because if you think of it, the world is now uh, very flat because of the internet. There are opportunities all over the world for gainful employment. There are websites like Fiverr, Gig.com, mm -hmm. or something like that, where you can use your own skills. Right. To make, I, I wrote a book called Push Past 10, right? The cover mm -hmm. of my book was designed by a young man in Nigeria, right? The format of the inside of the book was done, I wrote the book, but the formatting of the book was done by a young man in Indonesia. What you, do they have access to, Paul? A laptop and exactly. the internet? And they have their skills and they're able to market themselves. So I hear a lot of people talk about the need for factories in Dominica or there are no factories. Forget the factories. Give young people reliable internet service. Tell them what skill do you have that you can monetize and open the world to them so they can work from Dominica and be employed anywhere in the world. Well, I'm happy, I'm happy you brought that up. And, and that was something I wanted to address later down in the program. You're really speaking about the digital revolution. Yes. And, and that, is a, that is an opportunity that has uh, taken the world by storm. And many persons are grabbing, uh, grabbing, really just grabbing that. But in terms of Dominica, I cannot say that 
to any great extent. I, I know, for example, that there was the uh, work online that was created, but you have to also appreciate that those programs are often very, uh, how you call, restricted. And the yeah, persons it's, it's, who read- 60 people, the, Paul, 60 exactly. people. I the looked into it. I looked into it. Never get it. And in designing policies for young persons or program, it must mean that it has to be proportionate to the larger population, be the youth for the total population. If opportunities such as that are, are, are being presented or made available, it has to be far-reaching. Now, the question is not that young persons don't know how to do it, but they want to do it in a very organized and structured manner. And in most cases, when I'm speaking, whether on your platform or anywhere, I never, I never take the the role of the individual who wants to flog or who wants to bring brickbacks on, on young persons. Because when you do that, you antagonize them. So Work Online Dominica was created, but it is only for a limited amount of person, which is not proportionate to the larger population. And as a result, a, a number of persons fall for the crack. But digital revolution and, and the likes and, and the opportunities that are available, therefore, it is very far reaching. And you're right, because I, I had an example I placed my my um my my resume once on career, uh, I think career.com just mm -hmm. just for just to beta it, so to speak. And I I had to turn off a lot of my email settings and and, and funnel all these things to spam because the amount mm -hmm. of uh requests and, and and requests for meetings and the like that was coming through it was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But these informations have to be readily available for young persons i think in dominica we have to take the approach of almost like we want to we want to be in all cases leaders are meant and should be teachers and share information widely because knowledge really is power mm -hmm. and and i think it's too much waiting on the government i think there's well, too course. much waiting on the government. The, the government those of us who know should find exactly. a way to impact the knowledge onto our young people and open the floodgates and say hey what about this idea and that idea? But we have quite a few people chiming in on the conversation, Paul. So okay, let's make nice. sure we're taking their comments. So Sabina, nice. Sabina says the intention of the program, the NEP, was great and it could have been a great development for Dominica, but it was misused as a political tool. And as Paul said, the purpose has been defeated. Absolutely. Pam says mindset is important too, so important. Where there is a need, there is an opportunity for a service. I've had online work done by people in Bangladesh and Morocco. Wow. Yeah. Our last name man says, I think the positivity coming from this young man. I like the positivity coming from this young man. And it's true, Paul. I've been Thank an you. online learning Thank professor you. for the last 14 years. And I have students all the way in Germany. Exactly. So you know? we, we want to have, we want the, 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 the mission, so to speak, is as much as we might assume that Dominica is an open, sort of open um, country relative to the rest of the world, a lot of information don't reach us. For example, uh, you'd be surprised that in most cases, young and young persons, I'm not, uh, I'm not bashing you in any way, but I'm only suggesting that the internet is not just Facebook and WhatsApp. Right, okay? and TikTok. There's a lot more out there. Uh, and, and we want to encourage you uh, to go in search and, and to also make linkages and, and set up networks by wanting to be introduced uh, to persons across the world so that you can come to understand what, what experiences they're having in their respective countries as opposed to what you're having in your country. Uh, and you must always note that at the end of the day, as leaders, we exist to help you.
a one child left behind is a serious problem for any any country. Yeah, and you know, Dave Bertrand says it well. He says, well, good evening, Dr. Matthew Paul and the listening public. The government has killed the hopes and aspirations of our young people. That might be true, Paul, but what are we as the citizens? And I keep saying Dominica is not just Dominica on the ground. It's our international community. So together we make up about 200,000 people. So right. what are we, even if the government is not playing its role, what can we as an well, international the, community do? The gentleman, the gentleman is right to suggest that. And I'll, I'll let you know that before I, I answer the latter part of the question. Mm -hmm. He's right to suggest that because leadership is everything. And in most cases, we as individuals, we put our hopes and aspirations in leader to give, leaders to give proper direction and guidance. Now, in the absence of that direction and guidance, people go wanting. So that has to be underscored. And you will regularly find in Dominica, in most cases, when people see that they're disadvantaged, they make reference to the government and they have every right to do so because the government is the chief custodian of the people of the Commonwealth of Dominica. And their responsibility thereof is to create the enabling environment whereby they can exist. Uh, in respect to the, the international community or, or, or what is commonly referred to as the diaspora uh, network of Dominicans, I've always been uh, very interested and concerned at the same time about the number of Dominicans living overseas. And I've always seek to sort of encourage Dominicans uh, to adopt a child, so to speak, not in the sense of some legal adoption or the likes. For example, there, there was once I was speaking with my colleague and I told him that, you know, your breakfast, the steak that you have, uh, it, it could cater for some books and, 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 mm -hmm. and bags for children. Because, you know, there are a number of young persons in Dominica that are still very uh, impoverished and not having some of the basic amenities that they need to function. And, and so because of that, I believe what I want to say essentially is to encourage Dominicans living overseas to take a very keen interest in your community, Grand Four, Grand Bay, La Plaine, wherever you may exist. When you visit home or you can find out, speak to someone on the ground and find out if there are some persons there that you can have an impact in their lives. That's my mm -hmm. advice. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're preaching to the choir, um, Paul, because, you know, with this platform and of course, I have another program on Q95 called Roots Connections. My goal is to do exactly what you're saying. Create oh, nice. that linkage because there are folks like me who are adamant. We've left Dominica 20, 25 years ago, but our mm. heart is in Dominica. And exactly. I want to create I want my legacy to be a mentorship program that links Dominicans overseas to Dominicans on the island and via technology show what we are able to achieve so that these young people have better opportunities, better economic op opportunities. But I also like that one of our audience members, and I truly appreciate the comments to so keep them coming, mentioned the importance of mindset. Because well, I think what we're seeing is when um, children grow up, seeing their parents themselves struggling, it does not teach them to become creative thinkers. They don't learn mm -hmm. to think outside of the box. They don't learn to think beyond what they see around them. So they don't learn to be, you know, entrepreneurs. They don't learn to, to, to take risk, right? So I want you to talk to us about the importance of mindset. And I also want you to include that in the work that you're doing with the young people that you're going to schools. I know that you're doing quite a bit in that area. All right, thank you. And, and you know, the, the individual who commented is very, very correct to suggest that. Uh, in sociology, uh, the 
so uh, society is looked at as a, a biological organism and there are certain agents of uh, that society. The family is, is chief and paramount to that. And in most cases, when you see families are, are considered to be dysfunctional to any extent, or rather not creating a conducive environment, it also could mean uh, that the offsprings or the children within that family sort of adopt the same uh, modus operandi of the parents. Now, bearing in mind, that is a much larger and deeper conversation in terms of our post-plantation societies and the effects uh, that colonization has left lingering in our communities. Uh, one of the things that I, I normally encourage uh, when I go to the schools uh, to speak to the young persons is to increase uh, their, 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 their ability or rather to spend more time reading, for lack of a better way of putting it. And in most cases, I challenge them to read at least 15 minutes a day. For example, I'm a very avid reader. I can read for up to three hours every day because I recognize how important reading is. And when I go to the school, I normally speak to the young, the young persons there. And I said, uh, guys, I, I really want you to spend more time reading outside of the classroom. And don't limit your education to just uh, uh, within a formal or, or within the classroom. Because the greatest ability any human has is the ability to read and to compute, make basic mathematical uh, uh, computations. And because of that, if you have the ability to read and comprehend, then you yourself can charge, charge yourself with the own responsibility of doing more. And I also uh, encourage them to get their parents involved so that the parents can also monitor, monitor them and, and encourage them to do the same. Uh, with respect to the current school tour that I'm doing, it's no different to what I've done in the past. I have gone through the length of breath of Dominica throughout many high schools and, and um, primary schools speaking to young persons. At a, at, I believe that the best time to have that interaction with them is when they're very young. And, and you'd be very surprised that they still do remember the conversation sometimes when I'm in, 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 the, in different communities and, and, and they can identify and, and make, make reference to that which was spoken about. Currently, I'm doing that in the Kalinago territory, uh, which is my hometown. And I've already gone to two primary schools, uh, and Sineku and also Atkinson. I'm speaking to the, the students of grade six because they are, they are on the point of uh, getting ready for the national assessment. Uh, and there's a component of their syllabus uh, which speaks to governance, civic responsibility, and also leadership. So what we're doing uh, essentially is helping them to understand how uh, important governance is to them, even as individuals, and be tied through the Ministry of Education or their local representatives and the likes. In all cases, the Kalinago chief and the parliamentary representative. I also inform them about the political process, and you'd be very, you'd be very <laughs> surprised how much they already know, because I guess through their parents or uh, in the community, they can already identify uh, what what it, what is involved in the political process and how it informs and how it also is important to their own very lives. And of course, the question of leadership, meaning that uh, what are the qualities of leaders? And, and when I speak to them, I don't limit the conversation and make it sort of abstract. I identify everyone in the classroom as a potential leader themselves. So it's just a way of helping them to build the aspirations uh, and, and also to understand what is important uh, in, in, their, in their lives, even if they're still very young. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I, I, I cannot stress enough the importance of that mindset, Paul, because that is where it all stems from, having the right mindset, instilling that. And that is why I think that that mentorship program that I referenced before is right. so important, because here you will be able to look at someone like me 
who comes from an alcoholic father, a mom who had a third grade education, right? But because at a very young age, I was always a student. So I would always look around my community and I would look for what I did not want to be. So I would, you know, no criticisms at all. Please don't think I am judging or criticizing anyone, but I would look at the single moms in the community and I would mm -hmm. think to myself, not for me, right? Wow. And I always knew that the, the path to my success would be education. So I right. was laser focused on how do I get out of Dominica to pursue an education, to potentially come back and make an impact. I was unable to come back and make an impact, but thanks to technology, I think that it is great that we can now all make an impact because now wow. it doesn't matter where you are. We Precisely. have the technology and love is a verb. So if exactly. you love Dominica so much, I have a challenge for you. Email me, reach out to me. Let us see what we can do. And a number of people have already doing so. And I'm grateful for that. And you're one of them because you're on the ground. So I can liaise with you. Now, I have a challenge for you, Paul. Okay. I know Let that you're an that. exceptional young man with great <laughs> ideas, a brilliant thought process. What if the government said, gave you like a grant of maybe $100,000 and say, Paul Barron, do something <laughs> for our young people? What do well, you think you would do, Paul? Well, I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's good that you could recognize that the potential exists. Uh, yes, but more importantly, uh, it, it will not take just a sort of uh, blanket approach towards addressing uh, if I were given $100,000, uh, the first thing that would have to be addressed is to understand we cannot make decisions without data, and, and, yes. and that continues to be a challenge. So I would really uh, first begin by conducting a serious and comprehensive, comprehensive, um, comprehensive. Uh, study uh, in terms of the extent of unemployment in Dominica. And that can be done easily through Google Docs. It's widespread. Uh, but we'd want to understand the extent uh, to how disadvantaged young persons are. A uh, hundred thousand is not a not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but you know, it's something. So it it would mean uh, more importantly that money would be spent around knowledge sharing and information, and and sort of adding to the process of education, educating and informing young persons. But more importantly, it would we would need to know where they are exactly uh, in order to to begin to sort of plan. Uh, for future uh, objectives and goals. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, I really enjoy exchanging ideas with you, Paul. And, you know, one of the things that also comes to mind is that brain drain that our exactly. Caribbean region has suffered from for so long. And people have a right to seek better opportunities. I did it. I can't judge well, anybody you, you for doing it. But can we reverse it now, Paul? Can we reverse it? Well, we have to make, you know, right now is a very, very opportune time to reverse it. And you know what? Because the, the world is in shambles right now. Um, yes. Post-pandemic um, and also the Ukraine war can only mean more wars. Um, it is only the beginning. This whole supply chain uh, restrictions, I would not be surprised if there are Dominicans already facing that level of economic uh, um, distress. Because in some cases, lockdowns were more than almost two years, so to speak. Uh, we have to make Dominica very inviting and very attractive. But more importantly... There need to be a number of enabling environments that don't exist for Dominicans to, to sort of return to Dominica. So it, it cannot be done uh, overnight, and it will mean that it has to take a much longer span of time to make the country to an attractive level 
uh, to, to, to sort of entice us to come back. So that is why, as you have rightly said, and I applaud the efforts that you're making regarding the mentorship program, is that we have to I, I don't understand that there are Dominicans here uh, who have a great, uh, great ideas, uh, who have hope for the future. But as persons in the diaspora, uh, the level of mentorship that is required in, the, in Dominic is non-existent or almost non-existent. I'll, I'll use myself as an example. For example, the Paul Baron you know today would be a very different person had it not been for my first mentor, Mr. Kevin Dangleben, in third form in high school. I would literally be on the streets. But he saw something in me I didn't see in, see in my own self. And because of that, he pulled me up and he said, Paul, you know you, know you can do a lot better. You, you can do a lot better if only you apply yourself. And because of that, I have consistently throughout all my life uh, embraced mentors. And in all cases, when I find myself not having a mentor, I go in search of one and I knock on their doors and I say, guy, you know, I recognize that you have done some amazing things in your life. Can you teach me how to do it as well? But not every young person is like that. Sometimes it means that you have to sort of search and, and, and find out and, and try to help address that deficiency. So it's a challenge for every Dominican. Uh, it does not take just the two of us. It won't just take just the two of us. Uh, there are many uh, successful Dominicans throughout the world, uh, and, 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 and we're really just knocking on your doors uh, to recognize that where we are, uh, we want to do better. Uh, fortunately, you have experienced the first world, or rather uh, uh, the developed world, and now you can help uh, share some information and knowledge as to how we can do better here as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think it's a very the... key interest in, in, in your country. Yeah, and, and I think reversing the Brinjin said is, is possible because of the technology. And, and that is exactly what I want to focus on. But I'm, I'm also happy that you mentioned the role of a mentor in your life, because I think if we all think about it, somewhere along the line, there was somebody who inspired us to do better. And for me, it was my fifth um, grade teacher, Miss oh, Annette nice. Williams. And okay. you know what? She never said a word to me, Paul. You know what she did? She just gave me a little bit of attention, well, right? So amazing. you know, you that's, know when that's we were, when, what's needed. yes, you know when 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 we were growing up, it was an honor if the teacher called you to go get a glass of water, clean mm -hmm. the board. You know, I don't know now in school, but back then, those things meant she was special. And well, she would course. always call on me to get her a glass of water, to clean the board, to organize the little bookcase we had. And in my little 10 year old mind, I thought, oh my God, I'm so special. How can I disappoint her? So I now I have to earn good grades exactly. because I do not <laughs> want to disappoint Miss Williams. And you know, 20 years later, I was able to contact her, get in touch with her. She didn't remember me. And that was an important wow. because wow. the important thing was to, to this day, I remember her. So I think, you know, it's just important for each one of us to think, how can we be? That person, yeah, we, we all need someone looking at we all, us. We all need someone, and and the, the world right now provides an opportunity for that. Because you know, COVID nineteen was nothing short of a sort of wake up call for the entire world, the entire global community. In terms, we have seen in some cases the return of neighborhoods. Uh, we have seen uh, persons resolved into things that were once considered uh, extinct or, or non-existent in our communities. So it is really sort of ushering us to sort of change the approach that we have going forward. It just goes to say that however mighty and strong we might think we are as individuals, you know, we can just really just go and lock down for a while and, and our, our jobs can be taken away from us, our livelihoods 
can be taken away from us overnight. I, I, we cannot underscore that it has been a challenge for every government, Dominica, no, no exception. You know, I've been involved in, in, in leadership and governance. What I continuously hear, and, and it is important to note, is that uh, most people find that in, in terms of Dominica's experience, where it means in terms of the political process and the likes, uh, is that uh, they want more, they want better, uh, and that is not currently being provided. And it's a very simple message. So uh, you, you, we cannot sort of isolate ourselves from the fact that the leadership uh, that we have experienced throughout the years uh, is is really at the point at which I have made it very, very uh, uh, public before in, in terms of something uh, sort of like bankrupt for ideas, so to speak. Uh, and I want to ensure uh, you, Simone, firstly, uh, and for your listenership, that we as leaders uh, we should not and ought not seek to develop or make policies, formulate plans in the absence of young people. And that, that is a huge problem in the Commonwealth of America. Again, you've just been listening to a portion of the pre-recorded interview that we did with Mr. Paul Barron, and I can tell, and I can, I'm sure, I'm sure you can see why he is so passionate about youth unemployment. So that is one of the areas that we will be focusing on this uh, on this journey. So we will give the young people a voice to be able to air their concerns. But it is so unfortunate that many of them are afraid of speaking up because they're afraid of the consequences of doing so with regards to any backlash that they and their family may receive from the ruling administration in Dominica. So as we continue along the program, our tip of the week is how to stop procrastination. You know, we had covered that topic a few months ago, but I think at the heart of why so many of us are unable to be consistent with those important life goals that we have set out for ourselves is the fact that we procrastinate. So I wanted to bring you this uh, piece of information again, because I think until we are able to address the reasons that we procrastinate, I am concerned that we will never be able to achieve our goals. So this one, how to stop procrastinating, take a listen, let me know what you think, and then stay tuned as we come back to Wine on the Program. Brainy Dose presents How to Stop Procrastinating, 12 Tips to End Procrastination. When we procrastinate, we delay an important task, usually by focusing on less urgent, more enjoyable and easier activities instead. It's different from laziness, which is the unwillingness to act. That being said, when procrastination starts to prevent you from achieving your goals or contributes to a sense of unhappiness, it's time to make some changes. The following steps may just be what you need to stop procrastinating. Number one, break it up. One of the reasons we procrastinate is that subconsciously we find our task overwhelming. To make it less intimidating, break it down into smaller sections and focus on one part at a time. Not only is the resulting amount of work more manageable, it doesn't look as overwhelming. Besides, once you complete the smaller pieces of the task, you will feel a sense of accomplishment. This helps reinforce your determination to tackle the rest. Number 2. Have a plan 
Jumping into a task or project without a clear picture of what's involved and how you're going to handle it can jeopardize the outcome. Without a plan, the tendency is to use any excuse to put off doing what's required. You might even give up at the first hurdle. Creating a plan will at least provide a roadmap that you can reference. Number 3. Have a positive attitude. Another way to combat the self-doubt that often leads to procrastination is to start thinking more like an optimist. Highlight the positive and minimize the negative. Look more closely at why you might feel that you can't do the task and challenge those views by actively looking at reasons you can, your strengths, resources, and your successes in similar things you've completed in the past. Focus more on why you can do this and less on why you think you can't. Number 4. Change the environment. Your workspace should make you feel inspired, so take a look around. Does the environment motivate you or does it make you want to sleep? If it's the latter, you should consider changing things up a bit. Number 5. Stop looking for perfection. Perfectionism can hinder progress. Tweaking and altering your project endlessly is not going to make you happy with the end result. If anything, your relentless focus on tiny details will only make you frustrated. When you find yourself procrastinating out of perfectionism, you can help yourself by relaxing your standards. Shoot for good enough and work your way up to great if you have time and energy. Number 6. Ask for help when you need it. Many times an unexpected hurdle or addition to the project or task throws you for a loop. If you're working diligently and start to feel overwhelmed, it's okay to ask for help. In fact, it's the smart thing to do. Just don't dump your responsibilities on someone else's shoulders. Number 7. Get rid of pit stops. If you find yourself procrastinating a little too much, maybe it's because you're making it too easy for yourself to procrastinate. I'm talking about all those distractions around you that take up lots of your time, such as social media, binge-watching Netflix, window shopping on Amazon, and so on. Now, I'm not implying that you should deactivate your Facebook and Instagram accounts, but simply disabling notifications for social networks and emails can make a huge difference. Procrastination is more about being conscious of our actions rather than counteracting them with harsh restrictions. Number 8. Create a timeline with specific deadlines. Having a single deadline for a task is like an invitation to procrastination because it allows us to think that we have plenty of time and we delay the work until it's too late. When you break down your project into smaller parts and assign a specific deadline to each, you know you have to finish each task by a certain date. Your project can be broken down into monthly, weekly or daily tasks. This creates the urgency for you to act, because if you don't complete a task by its deadline, it will jeopardize the rest of the project. Number 9. Review your goals. One of the reasons that we procrastinate is because there's a misalignment between what we want to achieve and what we are currently doing. If this is the case for you, it might be time to take a step back and review your goals. We often outgrow our goals as we discover more about ourselves, but we fail to adjust our goals to reflect that. So take some time out, go on a short vacation, or go away for a weekend to reorganize yourself. Number 10. Find people who inspire you. The people we spend time with influence our behavior. 
It's always helpful to have someone who inspires you or someone who pulls you out of your comfort zone in order to get things done. Find people who motivate you and hang out with them more often. Or find people who have already accomplished what you are planning to achieve. Seeing living proof that your goals are achievable is one of the best triggers for action. Number 11. Reward yourself. Another way to motivate yourself to complete a task is to create a reward that you will give yourself once it's been completed. Do something you enjoy when you complete a task. Have a coffee with a friend, take a nap, or go for a walk. Whatever it is, this reward will help solidify a healthy pattern of completing items on your to-do list. Number 12. Just do it. In the end, it all comes down to taking action. Nothing will happen unless you take action, no matter how much thinking, planning, and strategizing you do. So whatever it is you are procrastinating about, if you want to get things done, you need to take control and start somewhere. Just do it. There's no better time than right now. Procrastination is a deeply ingrained pattern of behavior, and you probably can't break it overnight. So don't beat yourself up if you slip every once in a while. Habits only stop being habits when you avoid practicing them. So try as many of the strategies mentioned as possible to give yourself the best possible chance of succeeding. What do you think? Are you a procrastinator? What's stopping you right now? Let us know in the comments below. If you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up and share it with your friends. It really does help us out. For more videos like this, hit the subscribe button and remember to click on the notification bell. Also, be sure to check out our other videos as well. Thanks for watching. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK, and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. why it was so important to bring you this particular bit of information because as I mentioned before one of the major obstacles in the way for us to achieve our goals and the dreams that we've set out for ourselves is the fact that we procrastinate so I hope that you found the information valuable. I hope that you found some information that will assist you as we continue all together to work on those important life goals. So here we are at the end of the program. It is always wonderful to be here with you each and every Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Time on TDN Radio for another episode of Untapped Potential. If this was your first time joining us, welcome on board. I hope that you will make uh, we will make you into a regular listener to the program. And if you are a regular listener already, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your support. You know you can always follow us on Facebook if you would like to be a part 
of the conversation when we are doing the interviews. So that on Facebook, we are Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 on Facebook and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our featured video for this week. This week, our featured video is my Roots Connections program that we did from last week. And our topic last week was to engage with the Dominican associations around the world. So we're trying to tap into as many Dominican associations around the world just to be able to gather that human resource uh, power and to see how we can all get together to advance Dominica. So we had the likes of the Dominica Houston Association. We had the Dominica Association of Tampa Bay. And we also had a couple of students from uh, UWE, as well as Swing and Janice from Canada, and she has a scholarship program. So we all came together and we started talking about the importance of re reversing the brain drain that Dominica and the rest of the Caribbean have experienced for the last few decades. So how do we change that brain drain and how do we, um, you know, use emerging technology to create a brain gain instead? So I thought it was important to start this conversation because we have started our second year of Roots Connections. So check out the video. It is now playing on Push Past 10 as the featured video. So again, pushpast10.com for the featured video of the week. So again, here we are at the end of the program. I hope that you found value in what we presented to you today. We are always happy to stop by each and every Tuesday to get powered up, to get energized, and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we are working on. So let us do it again next week, same time, same place, right here on TDN Radio. And as we get ready to sign off, don't forget to tap into your potential each and every day. Remember your life story is your strength. So remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again right back here next week at the same time. You have yourself a wonderful day.